sunny day. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. This is episode 10. We did it. The big X, baby. The, the Roman numeral X. We did it. Episode 10. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for checking out the other episodes. I love you guys very much. Um, if you could do me a favor and just like, subscribe, do all that jazz, I'm going to be that guy. Someone left me a one-star review. Um, so, Mr. Reed, uh, I'm coming for you, brother. I uh, can't believe you did that to me. You did me dirty. You're not a good guy. Now you're a cool guy. Thanks for that. But, guys, thanks for coming back to another episode. This episode uh, is with with a new friend. Um, someone that's... Uh, this is a very this is a very good episode. Like I think we connected very well. Um, it's Australian actor Andy Ryan. Uh, so you might know Andy from Tomorrow When the War Began or from Love Child. Uh, he was in the In Excess miniseries as well. Miniseries, miniseries, miniseries. He was in the In Excess miniseries. Turns out I can't say miniseries. That's a thing that apparently I struggle with. But yeah, so Andy's our guest on the show today. Uh, he's got a show coming up uh, at the Giant Dwarf on the 24th and the 26th of September. Uh, it's called Off the Piss. So it's a story all about him uh, getting off the piss, essentially. So, you know, he's struggled with uh, substance abuse and, and alcohol abuse his whole life or, you know, his adult life. And uh, we sort of touch on that in this episode. Uh, there is... Bit of a trigger warning. There is some uh, mention of you know self harm and and stuff like that. So if, you know if that is triggering to anybody, I will just give you a, a heads up now. Um, and yeah, it's it's a great chat. We get deep. We get deep together. Uh, that's that's a weird sentence to say again. I've got to stop saying that we get deep. Every episode I say that we get deep together. I don't know why I do that. But this episode we get deep, guys. We get so deep. So. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for checking out Dead Dad Society again. And uh, if this is your first time, if you're you know you're a fan of Andy and you've come along, um, thanks for coming. Maybe hang around, and uh, you know maybe we'll see if there's some snacks. Who knows? If you guys want to send me a send me an email, hit me up deaddadsociety at gmail.com, uh, and you can uh, shoot me some stories. We've got a a, a great guest next week who I uh, I won't go into yet, but I'm really excited to have her on. And yeah, guys, I did it. The intro is done. Get out of here. Enjoy the episode, you scallywags. I regret saying scallywags. Loving the Queenslander. Uh, is that a is it a jumper? What what a, this is, is a the two thousand and twenty? This is the twenty twenty hoodie, which is now redundant because Origin will be played in November. And that is, um, that is the most un-Australian thing I've ever heard. Uh, yeah. Playing in November, disgusting, disgusting. I'm there you a, go. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a diehard Blues fan. Um, Sharkies sure. man, aren't you? Sharkies as well. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for I doing, saw that. Unfortunately, thank you for doing the research. Yeah. Look, man, it's 2016 was a good year for us, but apart from that, it's been. It's been slim pickings, my friend. Um, but yeah, you're so you're good. floating around. You're floating around the uh, the middle of the road there. But yeah, Origin. Who knows this year? I don't even know if it'll. I mean, will it still have the same sort of vigor and uh, hype that it has yeah, every know. other year? I don't know. 
I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, uh, we're, we're going to get, you know, a whole season where there's no rounds that are interrupted by origin players being out. Like that's probably yeah. the, one pos- the one positive, I guess, of this whole thing. But yeah, yeah dude, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. How, speaking of the clusterfuck that is 2020, how's, how's, yes. 2020, tr- how's 2020 treating Andy Ryan? Um, it's all right, man. I mean, well, actually, no, it's fucking shit. Um, it's, oh, <laughs> sorry, are we allowed to curse? Oh, are we please. allowed to curse on this shit? As, yeah, yeah, yeah. On this shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I reckon in February, there were two weeks in February where I got emails and calls where about 80 grand... And like I, I don't expect any motherfucker to cry for me, right? But about eighty grand worth of work got cancelled, oh, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, cool." Oh, can you can you disclose? Was it like TV shows, commercials, like movies? Oh, like it was um, a period. Uh, yeah, um, there was a one TV thing that got pa- panned. Um, uh, and then there was, uh, this, uh, I do this theater sports sort of stuff for schools and football teams and mm. different sporting codes around mental health, um, mental wellbeing, respect for women, um, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. um, we, yeah, we have schools, different codes and yeah, I think it was about, uh, we were going to even, we were going to go to fucking Japan. For the Olympics. Oh, man. Oh, with shit. With Asada. With Asada. And they called and they were like, yeah, it's off. We're like, yeah, of, of, of course it's of off. Of course it's off. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, Olympics are, the Olympics are off, man. Like, yeah. we're, all, we're not going. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, so it hit me pretty early. Um, and then, yeah, like everyone, I, um, I, I, I tried to join Job Keeper, but I, uh, I couldn't do it. So I got on the Job Seeker. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I've, I've recently gotten on Job Keeper, which is oh, good. Uh, good, good. But, um, mate, apart from that, I've been exercising a lot. Um, I was going to say, is, I was going to say, looking, looking real trim, dude. Looking real yeah, trim. Yeah. Taken on, thanks, man. I've I've started running a lot, um, and just like every other single male, and fucking a lot of wanking, just yes, shit loads of wanking. Just such a strong arm. That's so good. <laughs> How good, man? Oh, was it? I was gonna ask. I was gonna say, yeah, no, like we, like as comics, like we lost a a, a ton of work as well. Like I know. Um, for myself, like having Sydney and Melbourne Comedy Festival cancelled this year was like, well, there's a there's a bit of a hit. Um, you know, some some yeah. friends are some friends are so much worse off than me. Like, you know, I'm I'm seeing friends that are posting being like, well, that's you know, that's a sixty grand festival down the toilet that I yeah that have this yeah. year, and you're just like, oh, 2020, fuck, how how good is 2020? So shit, man, and like. I always, when I got out of uni, like I was a bit, 
Uh, I, I was almost, yeah, probably too judgmental with um, people who just got on the dole. And, mm. y- you know, like I went and worked in a pub or I'd dig a ditch or something like that. And whilst not getting, or, or a lot of actors, we do this thing called Cellar Force. We sold wine over the phone. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what actors did. But, um, and I always believed, you know, well, if, if you can't fucking get acting work, you should work join the workforce yeah, exactly. and i absolutely i prided myself on not getting the doll so i must admit i was it was a humbling it was a bit of ego deflation walking up to that centrelink office going need some money guys yeah absolutely yeah money. man I, see i like uh, i like i have a day job as well but my hours got cut like in half and then half the other yeah. team is you know half the team is, is let go and you're just like all right, I guess I'm, I guess I'm doing that uh, that 18 year old jam again. I'm I'm going back to Centrelink and I'm saying, hey, can I? You want to just top me up, just spot me just a little yeah. bit? Yeah, um, yeah. But me, and obviously, like like you said earlier, there's there's people that are obviously much worse off. But yeah, fuck 2020. It's 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 killed a lot of people. It's it's it smashed a lot of people, man. Yeah, yeah. It really has. And credit to those. Man, so I, I, I've only had to stand in those Centrelink queues, I think three or four times. Mm. But the people that work at Centrelink, gosh, that's a shit fucking job. <laughs> I know. Like I know. every second person is angry, has an axe to grind, yep. thinks it's that person's fault, wants to abuse the shit out of them. And I'm like, oh, it would suck to be you. Like... <laughs> I don't know if you saw, like, there was maybe for not not super long into the pandemic, but Centrelink were like, we need people to work in our call centre. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. oh, like, uh, like no offence, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know if my mental health can take that right now. Totally. Um, like, yep. Not doing it. Not doing yeah. the shit. No. I'll just have the Centrelink money from another route, please. Not directly. I, I joined the back of the line once and I was ready to give whoever the fuck I spoke to a serve. And by the time I got to the front, I'd heard everyone in front of me going, I'm not saying anything negative. I'm just going to be so nice yeah. because yeah. they just don't deserve it. You know? Um, anyway. It's like that, uh, that's it. I don't know if you've ever heard that Jim Jeffries bit about like gun control, where he talks about how, like people that shoot people now because it's such an impulse decision. But back when those laws were written about gun control was like the 1800s. So it's like you have to yeah. load, you have to load the musket and put the, put the powder in and yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's yeah. you, that's you in the Centrelink line. Like just, you know, you're loading, loading the gun for a couple of hours. And by the time you get there, you're like, I'm not that mad actually. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Right, man. <laughs> what so um, yeah, 2020 has been, it's been fucked, but like it's starting to pick up again now. Like um, for a while there, it was just neighbours and home and away that was shooting, and now mm. like uh, some other TV shows are starting to pick up. Um, still, my like side business of talking to sporting codes is is down the toilet because every like team is in a bubble. They're in a bubble. Um, yeah. yeah, so you can't do that, but. Um, you know, I mean, this is, I guess, the time I plug the thing I'm talking to you about. I, I got my uh, my one-man show that was meant to yeah. start in July, um, and that's going to be on at the Giant Dwarf Theatre pretty soon, so that'll be cool yeah. as well, man. So, 20, yeah. yeah, 24th, 25th? 
24th, 25th? 24th, 26th. Um, Ooh, and what a bad guy. A, a pr- pretty close. I think <laughs> all the tickets are sold out except for the 26th. You can zoom in if you want to oh, do that. Sounds so much better than what it is. It's only 45 tickets available for both shows. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it it's the, technically it's is sold out. <laughs> it says, yeah, it says COVID restrictions. Like I did a gig a few weeks ago and they were like, oh, it's sold out. And it's like, you get there and it's like 14 people and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, COVID yeah. sold out. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking forward to doing that, man. That, that'll be cool. I was, I was gutted. Like even that, that got cancelled. And hmm. um, they were like, we don't know. Because uh, I was meant to do that at the Brisbane Powerhouse uh, in July. And they were like, we're going to have to can the show. I'm like, you mean postpone, right? And they're like, yeah. nope, no, no, we're cancelling it. And yeah, I was like, well, yeah, I was like, well, what about when the theatre opens? And they're like, you know, when the theatre opens, we're putting on fucking Matt O'Kine and Dave Hughes and motherfuckers that'll sell the shit out. We're not putting on your bohemian indie fucking one man <laughs> bullshit. Like, yeah. Yeah. do you know what I mean? We're, we're putting on, we want to make some cash when the theatres open again. Yeah, that's it. Um, we don't mind, we don't mind giving you a enough. night. We don't mind giving you a night when we've got, you know, X people doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll, we'll chuck you a Tuesday, Andy. Well, <laughs> yeah, totally. Come on, <laughs> but we're not giving you a Friday. Will oh, Anderson's no. in town, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how's so? Tell me a little bit about the show. Like, obviously, go as deep as or as not deep as you want to. You obviously don't want to ruin it. But um, the yeah. show off the off the piss, off the piss. Some good quotes on the poster. Some memorable quotes. Um, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Cocaine was abused in the making of this show. Was that in, word in that this right? show? Yeah, alcohol and cocaine were severely hurt in the making of this show or something. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, man, I'm 34 years old and um, I've uh, struggled uh, uh, most of my adult life with drug and alcohol addiction. Yep. And, um, and this is basically my story of, of getting off the piss really, yeah. which, um, you know, I took once, uh, this is my second bite of the cherry. If mm, you will, mm. I tried to get, uh, uh, sober in my mid twenties and, uh, I did okay at that. And then I picked up again and it got much worse. Um, and then this is, this is my sort of journey, which, which did end me up in rehab. I'd never been to rehab before. Yeah, and, right. um, and so, so yeah, man, this is, this is my story, which is quite funny, but it is also quite dark. I mean, um, for anyone out there who's struggling with addiction and, or has sort of overcome addiction, you realize you have to hit rock bottom. And I, I do talk about my rock bottom in the show and yeah. it's pretty grim. Like I'm not going to lie for a comedy one man show. It, it ain't that fucking funny, you know, it gets um, dark. it does get pretty dark, but I, I can safely say that, you know, I'm still here. I'm sober. I'm 18 months it, sober today. And, um, Ooh, today, congrats, man. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks dude. It's, um, so I don't know. I, 
it was hard to pitch the show because I didn't want to pitch it as a theater show because there's not much acting in it. And mm. I didn't want to pitch it as a stand up comedy show. Cause I like, I didn't want to be offensive to stand up comics either. Like I'm not going out there going, yeah. Hey, fucking Obama and fucking bang, bang, bang. Scotty yeah. Morrison fucking, you know? So it's just a one man sort of story, I guess. Yeah. yeah. With funny yeah. parts and depressing parts. Um, I love it. So love it. that's, that's my show in a nutshell. What, uh, you know, without ruining, like if, if the rock bottom is, is, you know, what made you sort of turn it around, but 18 months ago, what, what triggers you to be like, all right, Andy, this is the, this is the time, like this is the time to do it. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was an intervention from my family really. Yeah, right. Um, and then there was a couple of other things that major things that happened, which I'll just save for the show because Absolutely. I don't want to fuck up my material. But um, uh, yeah, I came, I, I, I was, uh, and uh, we might have to put like a, a mental health warning at the end of this yeah. podcast or something, but yep. I was, I was a self harmer, a cutter. Yep. Um, yep. And I came out to my, um, my family's breakfast uh, breakfast table and my family were all sitting around the breakfast table and they weren't e eating breakfast and um, I had cuts on my arms yeah it wasn't <laughs> and it was about 10am and I was in my underpants and I was walking to the fridge to get a bottle of wine yeah. um, and uh, they just all looked at me with tears in their eyes and um, yeah. I just burst into tears and sat down and they all looked at me and I, you know, man, I'm one of the lucky ones. Like they just looked at me and just said, we, we love you. We support you. We see that you're struggling and we're going to do the next right thing and get you some help. Yeah. And, um, and that's what happened. That's Dude, really that's what went. Yeah. So that was, that was what catapulted me into going, all right, let's, let's, the, the doctors are saying go to rehab. Um, and sometimes for addicts that can serve as a distraction. Um, mm. and as long as you go into rehab with the right mindset, which is yeah. this three weeks is going to kick start my recovery. It's not going to yeah. solve my addiction. Yeah. It's not going to cure me. Mm. Um, it's going to kick start the rest of my recovery. And I really went into rehab with that, with that mindset. And, um, and and yeah the rest is in the show i guess yeah dude yeah i don't want to i don't want to take away too much material from the show but oh yeah. man that's uh i'm gonna have to zoom in i've, I've missed out on the 45 <laughs> tickets what have i done I've, I've messed up what have you done i need yeah. the closure i need the closure on what happened i'm gonna have to zoom in on this man but i think um yeah part of uh like you know you're, you're opening up there pretty you know candidly or whatever the word, not candidly, whatever, I don't know. But um, you're opening up there. And I feel like this is kind of what made me want to start this podcast. Like, cause I, you know, I lost, I lost my dad in 2017. And then I kind of found myself always just sitting on it, like not really talking about it super openly. Um, and then I heard another podcast where like with another comic where he was talking about losing his dad. And I was like, oh man, if only there was like some sort of club where people could get together and just like, if you have a dead dad or you've lost your mum, or, you know, it could be grandpa or anyone. It could just be a, uh. just a chat. But um, I find that like, 
you know, you're obviously, you're talking about a very serious topic there, but still at some point resorting back to humor. And I feel like that is like, I feel like that's going to be like just a quintessential part of your show. Like it's, it's dark. It's super, like, it's kind of like, I guess almost a bit Hannah Gadsby ish. It's like a super dark material, but then the humor is always there. Do you think that's like yeah, that's family fair, thing? Man. Like, do you think that comes yeah. from like the way you grew up, uh, or I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm the only um, really artistic one in my family. I just know the way I'm wired, and it sounds like you're the same. Without humor, there's no hope. Yeah. You know, like you got to be able to laugh, like. Yeah. Um, as long as the context is, is right. And um, I don't know, I find it easier to, to make fun of things, but I, but like what you're saying, I find it easier to talk about shit just with normal people too, not psychologists or counselors, yeah. just like with your club. It's like, you've got a dead dad. Great. Can we talk about how fuck this is for like a little bit? Mm. And then yeah. I'll feel less shitty about my life. It's, and that's kind of what recovery is. It's yeah. um, it's finding other people that are like, fuck, we did some fucked up shit on drugs and alcohol. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, do you want to talk about it? Cause I've got a lot yeah. of shame and guilt around it. Um, and that's my therapy, you know, and uh, a lot of the shit's really funny, you know? Um, yeah. Well, you want to you hope so. Like you want to come out of, uh, if you've, you know, you've had these these big these big highs, these big lows. You want to have some content out of it. Like you, if, <laughs> yeah, totally. if you'd come, if you'd come out, like if you if you'd done like, you know, if you had your high highs and your low lows, and then you kind of came out of it had no stories, you'd be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, am I the totally boring person. Like, <laughs> yeah, boring drunk as well. But um, yeah, I think you. Did you write, uh, you said you once, you saw me in Tomorrow When the War Began, right? Yes, yeah. So, um, and uh, like I mentioned to you as well, uh, my wife was a big love child fan. Big love so, child fan, in with the wife. Big love child fan, in with the wife. Um, two in with the wife, if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, was yeah. very like, yeah, when she, when she, I said, I'm going to do a podcast next week. And she was like, who's your guest? And I just sent back a photo of you. And uh, she, yeah, she was like, what the fuck? Like, I love him. Like, he's the best. And I was like, yeah, just, just calm, calm down, calm down. Um, but yeah, no, so I do. And I said that to you in the, the first message I said to you, man. Like, um, it was a lovely message. Thank you. Tomorrow, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. Tomorrow when the war began, dude, like you absolutely stole the show. Like it was a, it was a great, a great Aussie flick. Like it really, um, you know, pretty as a, you know, a film sort of buff or film, like I studied film. Um, I was kind of sad that they didn't continue. Like I thought we we're onto something good with some good Aussie, some good Aussie flicks. There. Yeah. Yeah. So was, uh, so was my bank account. Um, <laughs> they, they, it just didn't make enough money. Um, yeah. The budget was 32 million. I think it made uh, 23 million at the box office. Yeah. And I think with an Australian budget, you get 40% of that back if it's made in Australia. And it, it just wasn't worth Paramount's pitches um, yeah. effort to, to remake it again. But like, for example, like this isn't in the show, but like I, I got fired from that job. 
Oh, for real? So, yeah. So, like, the first week, uh, I, I, I got the job and I was like, holy shit. And at the time, it was a three-picture deal with Paramount. And I was selling wine at uh, this company, Telemarketing. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, fuck you guys. I've yeah. made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. <sighs> yeah. And so um, the first week of rehearsal, there was like six grand in my bank account. I was like, that's the most money I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Ever. Yeah. And we had one week left of rehearsal. And I remember it was a Thursday and the Friday they had... Um, they had organized like a big cast day where we climbed the Harbour Bridge and we went go-karting and paintballing and we got to know yeah. the cast. And it was a, um, was, it was a, bonding, a bonding session. It was an origin bonding bonding's session. An origin bonding camp. <laughs> and, uh, and so that night I took a mate out to the cross and this is like 11 years ago now. So the cross was so still kind of... the cross was the cross. The, the cross. Cross was the fucking cross. And <laughs> I remember I remember six AM being in a strip club serving Jack Daniels behind the bar to people. I d I don't know how that happened, but yeah. like I don't know. I was serving people behind the bar. I remember that at six AM. And my call time was 8 a.m. on the Friday. Oh. And so I looked, yeah, I looked at my clock and I went, oh, fuck, I better go home. Um, and so I woke up at midday with half the product, production office and two ambulance officers in my bedroom. Oh, and I tried, to, I tried to knock one of the ambulance officers out and they said, calm down. And they're like, what's happened? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. I've just slept in. And um, on the floor were like all these stripper dollar bills that like the, you buy oh. <laughs> like the currency. <laughs> so that was all. Oh, and man. then there were some baggies on the floor as well. And they're like, okay, man, like you've just slept in. And, um, and so the production office went, just sleep it off. And so I went into panic and anxiety and um, uh, I called my agent. They said, you've just been fired from, uh, from the job. Um, you should come in later on this afternoon once you've sobered up. And uh, oh I was like, holy shit. Like that was the longest I had to catch the train into the agency. I, I remember looking at the ATM and I'd spent like four or five grand that night. Oh, um, Jesus. yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was calling all my friends like crying going, you know, the three picture deal that I just quit my telemarketing job over. Like I, I I've lost it. I've lost, I fucked up. Shit. And, um, do you need any while I've got you, do you need anyone? <laughs> if I can go back, if I can go back with some, uh, if I can go back with some contacts, they might give me the job back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, um, I went into the agent and uh, and they, I had to meet with the head head agent, who no one fucking meets with, especially yeah. the new guy who like. I think Kate Blanchett talks to, or Nicole Kidman talks to 
certainly the new guy who has the telemarketing job does not talk to. Oh. And I walked into, and all my like agent friends and like the, all the stuff, they weren't making eye contact with me. And I just walked into her office and she went, sit the fuck down like that. And I sat down and I burst into tears and, and she, she just leaned in. She goes, what do you think you are? Fucking rock star. And, um, and I went, yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. And she goes, I, I don't know you from a buyer of soap, um, but I've had to go in and bat for you with Paramount fucking pitches today. And I don't know who the fuck you are. Why, why should I try and fight for your job back? And I remember saying, you know, alcohol's just, um, it's a problem. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she said, okay. Um, and we spoke about that and she went, okay, well, give me the weekend and I'm going to try and get your fucking job back. And she goes, but you know, this is the first job you got with the agency. And this is Shanahan management. who's one of the best in the country. And um, come Monday morning, um, I was lucky. She'd begged the producers and they gave me my job back on the proviso that I didn't drink for the rest of the production. Man. And which I didn't, which was my first bit of evidence as to if I stay off the piss, I'm a great actor. (laughs) <laughs> like I can give a good performance. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave an amazing performance in that film, but the moment the film finished, I got back on the piss. Was that the, when you mentioned before that you got sober uh, in your mid twenties, was that that time? Is that when you were talking about it or is there no. another? No, no, it had to get much worse even after that. But that was, that was the first time ever that it had affected my career and I had gone, um, and that I, I'd almost lost a job and, and uh, it, that had never happened before. And that was really scary. And Absolutely. when you have to sign a, a contract with a no drinking clause in it, <laughs> it like shit gets real. Like, and you sort of scratch yeah. your head and you go, fuck, how did life get here? You know? Yeah. That's a, that's a, normally like signing big contracts, regardless, that's, that's a cause for a drink. Like that's a cause for a celebration. <laughs> Exactly little, right. Little little you know thing in there saying like, but you can't like it's actually yeah crucial that you don't. Oh man. Yeah is, yeah. Dude, so that's that's not even part of the show, and that's like it's <laughs> <laughs> not part of the show. Yeah. So the show, yeah. There's there's already a lot of friends reaching out to me going, hey man, just checking in. Like, you know that that sort of three night. Bender, we had like that's not in the show, is it? Or oh. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, that's like I've left everyone's names out. But um, yeah, the the tomorrow when the war began experience is um, yeah, is is the first time I ever sort of remember going, I can I can't I can't drink like the other kids. Yeah. It wasn't the first time I stopped, but it was the first time I remember going, yeah, I've th- this is an issue. I've got to hold back. See, we, uh, like I said, that I studied film. Like I studied film. I went to uh, like an, a hunter art school up in, up in Newcastle. And the Tomorrow When the War Began, like I think I, st- I was in, I think it was 2013 and 2014. So it was a few years after um, Tomorrow When the War Began. Um, right. Like it was almost like a, uh, 
What's the word I'm looking for? Like, because it was shot, because it was kind of shot out that way, like, uh, it was like Maitlandy way or something like that. Yeah. I remember exactly. But I remember them being like, like our teachers being like, that's a huge production and it's right there. Like, it's so close to you guys. And I like, and then I feel like I overanalyzed every bit of it. Like, I remember going back and watching like a featurette on the like tractor scene where the guys were like hiding in the tractor. And, st- and like, yeah, right. and then coming into and then coming into class and being like, so this is how they did it, guys. This is what they've done. And it's like, <laughs> come, like, calm down, mate. Like, you like this movie too much for, for oh, a full-grown that's... adult. You like yeah. it way too much. But, it's very um, sweet of you. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can, honestly, dude. Like, um, just that first, that first sort of establishing shot of of your character, or the first sort of introduction to your character. You're like, who is this guy? Like. What's what's his yeah. story? And then honestly, dude, like stole the stole the show, and it's like it's a it's a it's a big cast. It's a like you know even old school like Colin Friels from like Water Rats. Yeah. I'm like he's in every oh, Australian damn. film. He's like yeah, by yeah. law, I think by law he has, yeah, to, be he has to be in everything. Him and Jack Thompson. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that's in yeah. his contract. It's like yours is don't <laughs> drink, and his is I'm in every movie ever. Like just so you guys yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was it was a it was a blessing of a of a of a role, really. And um, you know, the um, basically, it's just a monologue. I mean, I do some other shit afterwards, but the monologue was like this five-page fucking gift that Stuart Beatty wrote for me, and um, just having a meltdown. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and I remember on the day we shot it. Um, he goes, you know, you're ready for your big thing. And that's kind of all I'd been up there sort of learning. And I, uh, I yeah, yeah, I am. And, and we did two takes of it and he came up to me and he said, um, and you, you, you nailed it. You, you, you said every word, every comma, every full stop, every exclamation mark that I wrote down, there is not mm one fucking thing that you skipped congratulations and i went dude th- uh, you know that's all i could do as a performer is, is honor your writing he goes yeah i'm gonna do another take now and i want you to forget everything i fucking wrote and just make your own shit up oh shit and i went i can't do that and he's like use the what i wrote as a skeleton just and just fucking it. go for it and i went oh, fuck, okay and that's the take they went with. Oh shit! So you're yeah, you're, you're basically a you're a co-writer now. I, in a, for that <laughs> for that monologue, I am. Yeah, that's that's the take they went with. Was the one that I sort of just fucked up, really. And um, I guess Stuart nice. wanted to. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, Stuart just wanted to free me up, but um, yeah. Uh, so that that was cool. Um, but yeah, 11 years ago, man. That's what you, you guys uh, had the, like a catch up recently, like all the cast, like a 10 year yeah, or, or, or whatever it was, 10 or whatever the year was, but yeah, yeah. Catch up with everyone. Yeah. We're all still working. We're all still acting, which is great. Um, it's interesting to see where everyone landed. Like, uh, Ashley Cummings is, is, is like in, everything at the moment yeah, yeah. um uh chris pang 
uh, but crazy rich Asians, like that's that's insane. He's in crazy like, rich Asians, but he's in that new um, Andy Samberg film. Oh, oh you're um, gonna love Palm, it, Palm Springs. He's in Palm Springs, and he yeah. is oh, so man. good in it. And uh, the, Palm Springs, have you seen it? No, no. My mate literally sent me a you know an illegal copy the other night, and I was like, I think I'm gonna wait because I feel like we might. I don't know if we're going to get a release of it or, or whatever, but right. with, with cinemas opening back up, I'm kind of hoping we do, but, but maybe Mate, not. it is, I reckon, not to build it up there, but I reckon Palm Springs is up there with like the Big Lebowski or oh, something like, yeah, it is an instant comedy classic. Um, yeah, so he's doing, Phoebe Tonkin is like, um, taking over the world. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got like something like 8 million followers on Instagram or something just, like just, that. And just beats you. Like just beats you by a couple. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. Oh, so yeah, no, it was cool to catch up with the, um, with the guys. And, with uh, the crew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's um, being a, obviously being a diehard Queensland fan. How's the, yeah. uh, like, did you, did you like, did you just nerd out like being with like Lincoln Lewis and like, did you get to meet Wally? Like what's the deal? You yeah. were just like, you know, you obviously meet a lot of people in the line of work you do, but I, I still find yeah. myself like I, I nerd out with people all the time still. And I just still have to be Who like, you nerd out with? Oh, I'm trying to think of like, oh, I did some like, I did some ads the other day with Bo Ryan and like obviously being- Right, where you're in bed a, with him. Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you. That was yeah, just a yeah, personal. Yeah. Um, that was a video I should have put up. <laughs> right. But, but what was um, the ad that you did with it? It was just yeah. a coffee, coffee commercial. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, ooh, yeah. no. Um, yeah. So like, I literally, when he like before he got there on set, I was like, one of my mates is like, "You're a big Sharks fan, hey?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Are you like gonna nerd out with Bo Ryan?" And I was like, oh, "I've got to not. I really have to not." And then he got there, and I was so just like. Oh, g'day. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So silly. It's so silly, man. Like, um, through my work, I've been, like, I I got, I got uh, invited through Sophia Forrest, who was on Love Child. I got, uh, who's friends with Russell Crowe. We got invited to go out to watch the Rabbitohs versus the Titans. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Sophia's friends with Russell Crowe and she said, oh, did you want to come out with Russ? And I was like, yes, sweet. Um, that'd be great. And um, I said to Sophia, we'll catch the train out the home bush. And she said, no, no, no. Russ takes the boat. And I'm like, the ferry. Cool. We'll get the ferry. And she's like, no, no. Russ has his own boat that we fucking take out to Homebush. And to I say, Homebush. We got, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's a bit like meeting Russell Crowe. Fucking easy. Like, I was like, yeah. oh, it's Russ. Like, and he was lovely. He was sweet. It was nice. We spoke about the Rabbitohs. You put me in front of Jonathan Thurston or Caelan Ponga, I fucking freeze up. And also, I say the most stupidest shit where in my head I go, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the- Jonathan, Jonathan Thurston actually came up to me one time in the Virgin Lounge 
and was like, hey, man, how are you? Because I knew him from my um, theatre sports work. Yeah. And I was like, and I, I just froze. And I, I speak gibberish as well. Like, I don't even make sense. When And, and um, when I was talking to Jonathan, a fan came up to him and asked for a photo. And, yeah. uh, like, he, he, he obliged. And then when the fan walked off, I, like, tried to be really cool. Like, <laughs> Bloody hell, huh? Must get annoying, man. Yeah, and, he, and like, I was like, oh, you idiot. Like, why did you even comment on that? Yeah, yeah. That's, man, that's, I feel like I, I definitely do that. I'm trying to think of an example, but it's just that it's like your tongue, your tongue is in control of just, just something you would literally never fucking say ever like it could be like your mum or dad and you're like i ne- i wouldn't even say that to them like that's just a such a weird fucking thing to say let alone like totally. an idol and you're like oh okay hello like yeah oh, um kaylin kaylin ponga i speak to every now and then over instagram sam friday mm-hmm. i speak mm-hmm. to every now and then but again i still cannot disconnect from the legendary status yep. that I've pigeonholed them, especially in things like origin yeah. or like yeah. I've, I've, I've never associated so much joy and elation with one man's behavior. For sure. Like how sure. can I just get rid of that when I see them? Yeah. Actually, that's really funny you say that. I had, uh, had an audition at Fox studios the other day. And when I was walking from Fox Studios back to where I parked my car, um, the Roosters guys were walking from training back to like their hub. And it was like Tedesco, Brett Morris. And I was like, oh, like I couldn't even fucking look at them. Like I had to like be like, oh, like I just then like like, diehard friggin' like blues fan, like, you know, the Morris brothers are, you know, great value. And it's just like, like, I can't even look at them. Like, I'm, like, staring into the sun, like, just to avoid, like, being yeah. and weird. But um, yeah. with Ponga, yeah. with Ponga, like, because he is, what is he, 22 or something like that? 23, maybe. 23, I think, yeah. But I, I have, like, a realisation, and I don't know if you have had this before, but maybe you will have it right now, where yeah. I go, I'm a 30-something-year-old man, and I, <laughs> yeah. like, I idolise this guy that is however much younger than me to the point where he like intimidates me that I just go like, yeah, like I turn into a little kid and it's like, I always think like that sort of thing where it's just like, that's so, so insane to literally. Yeah, it is. It is. And it must be so weird being them sometimes too. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, Sorry to, I mean, I, I don't mean to, I have done other shit, but uh, <laughs> I remember at the Gold Coast premiere of uh, uh, Tomorrow When the War Began, where Lincoln's family lives, Yeah. at the end of the film, my family, because they're from Queensland, obviously, yeah. uh, I went up to them, gave my mum and my sister a big uh, hug, and I gave my dad a big hug. And I looked at my dad and my dad looked at me and said, hey, I got to sit next to Wally for the film. And that was that? the first thing he said to me after my fucking <laughs> film. I was like, you didn't want to say like, good on you, mate. I'm proud of your son or nah. anything. The first thing he said was, I got to sit next to King Wally. 
There you go, dude. That's part of the not that not that your your dad's still your dad's still with us, right? Uh, yes, he is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's but that's still part of the the dead dad stuff that we got to the dead dad society stuff we got to work out, right? Yeah. Is that you're like you've got this huge break and he comes up to you and says, oh, "I got to see next to Wally." You're like, "Oh, yeah. cool. that's gonna be that's gonna be your deathbed stuff." Where you're like, "Remember when dad said that?" Like, that's gonna, yeah, gonna yeah, stay with you. Totally. Do yeah, think, um, it really will. Sorry, man, didn't mean to cut you off. Um, do you think out of the, like you said, you don't want to harp back on it, but with the Tomorrow with a War Began crew, like the, you know, the, um, the whole cast, not, yeah. their, not their characters. This is something I was thinking of the other day when I was looking at the reunion video or watching the reunion video. Um, yeah. The people, you guys, the actors, who, yes. who do you think is, is going to handle... Um, an attack like that the best like if the world if Australia got attacked like it did in the movie of the characters or the actors the actors so if tomorrow if tomorrow we get attacked in the exact same style and for some reason all all you guys okay all you guys were together for some sort of um, comic con uh, right right yeah 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 probably Dennis Yep. Probably yep. Dennis. Yeah, Dennis Act Dennis. I think he's like a MMA fighter. Oh, like, sure. yeah, I would fold. I would buckle. Lincoln's pretty strong. Chris is like, yeah, probably Dennis. I would say Dennis. Okay. Yeah. Good. But like, I've... how how valid is tomorrow when the war begin coming? Like, with more of the news mm. headlines that we read, it's like, fuck. Kind of disgustingly valid, uh, like to the point where, you know, tomorrow when the war began, Red Dawn, you know, certain missions on Call of Duty games where I go like, oh, they're not, they're not too far out of the question anymore. Yeah. 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 I did used to think like, what a, what a crazy thing. Like, this is a, this is definitely a movie premise. This is real life freaking premise you know helicopters go over now and i'm like this is it this is the yeah this is the this one is it started this yeah is it. yeah oh man yeah um i feel like my i feel like my wife would be pretty angry with me if i didn't touch yeah love child <laughs> yeah for sure um, there's some you know I, i'm loving the like there's been a few shows like Love Child, uh, even like at the moment, like Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you've watched Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's just like absolutely nailing like costumes, the world, all that sort of stuff where you just feel like, like I literally, I've only watched a couple of episodes with her because she's, you know, catching it every now and then. But you literally, <laughs> yeah. you, you step into that world and you're like, you feel like you are in that time. Like, Yeah, yeah. That's... That's cool, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think Love Child is um, it, Love Child's one of those weird, not weird shows, but it's it's one of those shows where we. I'm trying to say that we we <laughs> I I've had women, older women, and uh, come up to me, and and give me a big hug and thank me for making this show. Right. And I'm like, oh, I'm just an actor in the show. But um, they were 
that's that baby that got taken away at birth and never knew their birth parents. And, and I never, it's the first time I went, Oh fuck. I didn't know art could have that effect on people. Like to the point where like some people have been in tears, not because of meeting me, but like what the show meant to them. And I thought that was kind of special, especially being on, you know, a fucking commercial network like Channel Nine. Like, yeah, I, I I didn't know that the show could could be like that. It had a really, really uh, loyal and uh, vocal fan base. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah I think I, I I'm really proud of the work that we did. Um, and also, I, I I um I really felt like my performance on the show it was a team effort with Miranda. Tapsel, who played yeah. my girlfriend and then wife, but we were really a, 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 a quite a, a lovely couple together, yeah. And, yeah. and that's how we rehearsed and, and worked as well. Um, and I'd never had that experience before, you know, like on shows, you sort of try to find your moment or or the moment you're going to shine, or, or you sort of look after yourself, right? But um, me and Miranda really sort of looked after each other and complimented each other quite nicely as well. And she's gone on to just absolutely kick goals. Like ridiculous. She's taking over the world as she likes to remind me (laughs) almost (laughs) on a weekly basis. Well, hey, it's and, good to have uh, it's good to have someone keeping you grounded. Not that you're in any way not doing well, man. But she's just, yeah. she's just next level, next level with yeah. You know, there are it was movies, top and, ending wedding. She's written a book. She just released a children's book. Like, yeah, she's doing well. I'm proud so of her. Good. That's so good. Are you? Yeah. Um, what What is you know? Obviously, if you can't go into too much detail, but what's what's around the corner for you? Have you got much? Have you got much lined up? Um, you know, are you, are you part of the Pack to the Rafters reunion uh, show? I feel like that's, <laughs> that seems to be every, every person I speak to is like, oh, or every actor I've spoken to is like, yeah, I'm doing this bit or I'm doing that or I'm trying to get on that. Yeah. Like, Mate, not, not really. I, um, I, uh, uh, yeah, no, to be completely honest, I know, I know a lot of actors lie, but I, I've got sweet fuck all around the corner. I've just got my show and uh trying not to waste my money really um but i i'm i'm looking forward to my show um because i really wanted to do yeah because i think and you know i'll get you to talk about this too like the power of honesty and transparency around taboo topics is really freeing for me but also for other people like like what did you do what was the what was your three months after your dad died? What did that look like? Well, it's funny. I so myself and another guy had booked a um, uh, like a East Coast tour. So we were doing our shows all up and down the East Coast. Um, right. For so he died in November, and it was like October. We had a couple of shows booked, and then early November we had a few shows booked, just going up and down the coast. Um, right. And those couple of months after, like I did try and kind of go back into normal life. I, I didn't in any way. Um, like I remember being like wanting to go and do these shows and my whole life being like, no, like, you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not going to do you like, and yeah, it was just kind of, there was a few strange sort of moments. Like I remember that, like on the day that he died, my 
wife, my mum and I like went and had dinner just like normal. And then like, as I was kind of coming out of the restaurant, I was kind of like, oh yeah, like that happened today. Like it just felt like such a normal day. Wow. And you're like, like not that I'm not saying that I forgot it in any way, but like the no, life no. goes back into, you know, the life goes back into absolute normal normalcy. And then yeah. kind of like, oh fuck, that's right. But yeah, I didn't really, like I, you know, I, po- I post about him a lot or I po- used to post about him a lot. Um, and I didn't really talk too much in depth, um, but I did have a, a few jokes in, or stories in um, a Sydney Comedy Fest show a couple of years ago. Like, so I think, yeah, he died 2017. It must've been my 2018 show, I think. Yeah. I, I had a few jokes in there about, you know, losing him and, and just stories and stuff. And to be honest, like, a lot of the jokes actually came from just reworked versions of his eulogy. If uh, Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. just telling stories in the eulogy and then being like, it got a laugh at a funeral and I was like, like that's the, the sadistic comic bit in me that goes like, that's a stage bit. I could definitely do that on stage. Um, yeah. So doing that, Would- but yeah. Sorry, man, what were you going to say? What, dude, that's kind of like, um, you're not meant to talk about it, but like, I'm a part of um, Alcoholics Anonymous. That's how I keep sober. Yeah. And there's this thing that you do called an ID. And um, sometimes you get asked to ID and you tell your story, what it was like, what yeah. happened and what it's like now. That's kind of what my fucking show is. Like, I used to just do that and just tell at Alcoholics Anonymous. And I was like, wow, that story where I got arrested is getting some laughs. Like, yeah, I mean, I may down. be an AA, <laughs> but I'm going to write that shit down if you Absolutely. know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. I feel I used to, used to hear about uh, um, like comics, comics in LA, like 70s and 80s, who would, if there wasn't much stage time, you know, they'd be going to the comedy store or doing this or doing that. But if there's not much yeah. stage time, they'd go and hit AAs. And like, you know, I've got, I've got these problems, yada, yada, yada. And then just tell a story about this is why I've got these problems, but it's just to do with their mum or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Beer out at a fucking AA. It's like, well, that's, that's kind of how this, uh, we've probably got, we've spoken for way too long, so I'll make this quick, but, uh, <laughs> you're right, um, man, you're right. we, uh, this started from me going around through my connection with the NRL for going around to different football teams um, and telling my story. Yep. And um, I went on this trip to Hawaii uh, for my mate's 40th. And uh, the deal was that they're not sober, but the deal was during the day I'd hang with them and at night I'd fuck off and go to AA. And some reason or another, someone in AA invited me out to a rehab to do like an hour long talk. And I was like, this is fucking perfect. An hour bit. This is, this is fucking sweet. So we went out to this sweet stage time. (laughs) So we went out to this uh, rehab. There were 60 people there. And even on the way out, the guy was like, you know, this is a two and a half star rehab. Like a lot of people are here to avoid prison or shit like so if they don't like communicate or like if they talk during your shit just go on with it and i remember i 
I did, he didn't know I was an actor. He didn't know anything from me. And he certainly didn't know that I had 45 minutes of material lined up. <laughs> Just, yeah. So I went out and did my show and like, it fuck like I don't, I'm not afraid to say like it fucking killed man like I had everyone yeah. laughing and I was like that so was good. my first tick that was like this is a show I reckon I can yeah. do this you know absolutely um, and that's the perfect audience to try it on too like you know yeah totally so relatable to to all these folks that's I mean that's your yeah. that's the biggest worry as a comic is like you want your stuff to be relatable but like if it's not relatable you're like ah oh, chuck it out but Fuck, if, if those jokes didn't work in that room, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I made yeah, this Yeah, exactly all. right. What's the longest show you've ever done? Uh, so I've done like a fair few uh, hour, um, like hour shows at all the festivals and stuff like that. Uh, right. But I think the longest, the longest I was on, there's a gig on the Central Coast a while ago. And like, I'm originally from the Central Coast. So, you know, I sort of, do get a, a, a bunch of people coming out. I don't know. I, I don't want to sound cocky, but a bunch of people coming out to see me, like when I do shows right, on the Central yeah, Coast, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. nice. But yeah, um, I uh, they booked me for a forty-minute like headline spot, and then the guy running the room was like, "If they're loving it, just keep going." And I ended up doing like an hour twenty, hour twenty-five. Fuck. Um, and how much crowd work? At the start, there was a fair bit because it was, it was in an old, uh, it was in a, like a repurposed cinema. So I sort of, right. they were in like really strange seating and I could kind of riff on that and have a chat to them about, you know, you know, I can't even fucking remember to be honest, but like, you know, you probably spent 10 minutes doing that. And then um, randomly about halfway through the show, some guy just like came up the side of like where the stage was and stood next to the stage and was like, mm-hmm, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. 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 And like was just on the phone. So I kind of had like a bit of fun with him. And so I kind of all got pushed out, but yeah, it was hour to, I remember coming off and looking at the recording because I record all my gigs, like just in case there's anything comes from it. And it was like hour 27 or something oh, like hour 27. Wow. Like, oh fuck. And I like went straight up to the book and I was like, that was ridiculous. I'm so sorry. Like hour 27. He goes, no, I said, like, if you're doing good, keep going. You know, you didn't yeah, lose them. Yeah. Like, I was like, fuck, okay, cool. Like, I didn't want to be that guy. That's amazing. That... An hour 27 to keep an audience captivated for that long. What's, yeah, the, look... what's the biggest <laughs> backlash you've ever had to something you've said? Uh, probably, so when I, f not first started out, but like within the first sort of maybe 18 months or so, I used to do this joke about... Um, uh, the, if if Transformers was like based in Australia, like if it was an Australian thing, um, yeah. and that, and basically the punchline of the joke was that Tony Abbott would still be trying to stop the bots, like so not stop the boats, <laughs> but stop the bots. And right. It's a long-winded right. bit. I'm not selling it whatsoever, but it used to go quite well. And I remember a lady came like be made a beeline for me straight after a gig and was just like that is so offensive. You are like diminishing the stop the boats, like, um, like what it stands for. And I was like, no, actually, like I'm actually kind of making it absurd and saying like how dumb it is. That yeah. It yeah. Like that that's, a, I'm like the fact that like two people realistically, like for two seconds, they can imagine that Tony Abbott 
says stop the bots about a bunch of transformers yeah. that are Australian is making it. But yeah, she fully ripped into me. Uh, and like, it was, it was kind of, I don't know, it's kind of annoying, but yeah. by, by the end of it, it was just that kind of like, well, agree to disagree. And she's like, well, no, you need to listen to my point. And I'm like, I hear your point, lady. Like, I 100% hear your point. It's just, you I just said like to fuck off. Yeah. I'm the one that wrote it. I know where the malice is exactly. and the fact that there isn't any. Like, if, yeah. I, if I was going up there and being like, hey, Tony Abbott's, you know, saying stop the boats. And I agree with him. And then I just talk about that yeah. for 10 minutes. Yeah, fuck, come and rip into me. But I've obviously yeah. made a stupid comment about... But because you have that, you have that bit at the moment about, well, it's not at the moment, but like at the moment, if you did it about the Victorian number plates. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, then, uh, so like, that's pretty topical at the moment. Dude, I was so, I was genuinely so worried about that because like, <laughs> I, at, I wanted to make, I wanted to like create a bit of tension in the room. I wanted people to be like, why is he talking about this? Like, why is this white guy talking about this? Mate, to go from 92 LA riots to fucking black, via Black Lives Matter to fuck off Victoria was genius, number one. Thanks, man. And uh, second of all, I was like, wow, I'd really love to see how that went down like right now. Yeah, yeah. So that that like the video that I put up, that is uh that was from uh the first what month are we in? Fuck. Uh September. That was from the first week of August. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah, so right. it was like um <laughs> as I was I literally I said it to my mate off stage before I went on and I was like, is this gonna blow? Like is this gonna be Yeah, bad? yeah. And he goes, yeah. It all depends on how you sell it because you just need to make it <laughs> you need to make it known that you don't like, you need to make it known that you agree with like everything that's happening, but then you need to make it absurd. Yeah. Um, I think the and, clever part yeah. was the, cause when you were talking about it, the clever part was uh, when you, when you first talked about it, it sounded like white people were in the LA thing, white people were pu pulling black people out of the cars yep. and beating yep. the shit out of them. But you flipped that. And yep. I was like, Oh wow. Okay. Where the fuck is this going? And then yeah. to end just yeah. on the Victorian. Uh, yeah. I really appreciated that. That's good. Oh, thank you, man. Well, thank hey, you. what do you think? You brought up Hannah Gasby before, but what do you think about this notion of comics now sort of, bringing drama and political mm. shit because my show it's centered around drugs and alcohol and addiction yeah. i feel quite qualified to talk about it because i'm a fucking recovering addict but what's <laughs> that'll do it yeah. as a, as a stand-up comic who's done his time doing fucking bits in clubs five ten minutes and now up to one hour and 27 like what, what what's your opinion on that do you respect it do you not is it just the evolution of stand-up i think it's a bit of uh i 100 respect it uh um, okay i think it's uh i'm not saying it's it, it, like i i enjoyed uh i enjoyed both of hannah gatsby's specials and then uh, what was the, there was another one that was quite serious. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I, I enjoyed them. Um, was I like rolling laughing like I am with other specials that I watched? No, but I feel like we're at that level where 
I don't know, things are, things are interesting, interestingly funny. Does that make yeah. sense? Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I kind of want to be, it's sometimes like with a lot of podcasts that I listen to, you hear the comics go like, um, like the comic guest will get like three quarters of the way through the episode and then be like, to the host being like, man, this, we haven't, like, we haven't made any jokes in this episode. We've just been talking. And it's like, yeah, yeah people yeah. sometimes want to see that side, like, and want to get to know, you know, where, where that comic comes from or what that pain is or why they're on yeah, stage. And yeah. I feel like that's, I feel like that's the, that's the, what Hannah Gadsby sort of did well. Um, it doesn't, yeah. I don't think I can do it personally like i mean right. I, I did i did touch on a dad a fair bit in one of my shows but even then it's like yeah it's still going back to like two seconds later i'm talking about wanking while i'm driving and stuff like so it's not <laughs> of course you are yeah of I mean, course not, you are yeah, right I mean, not me, yeah not me personally i'm just outing a friend there but who's yeah yeah a bit of a grub but so, so, I okay think so that's the drama that's the drama and the pivotal sort of trauma comic but what about the political comic the bill maher or the or, doesn't you know doesn't interest me at all really yeah uh, so someone like Chappelle though Chappelle yes Chappelle yes uh that like the special the, like the little special that he put out, like after George the, Floyd, the was, free YouTube one, that was brilliant. Like so that. You, so you, stuff, but why did you think that was brilliant? Because that wasn't that funny. I think it comes back to that interestingly funny. I'm yeah, right. I'm interested the entire time. I and I. I think my probably my favorite part of the Hannah Gadsby one was where she started to get emotional. And that's what Chappelle yeah. was doing as well, is you see that proper emotion and you're like, yeah, you go like, oh, that's a real, obviously, you know, they're real people, but you go like, that's some real pain. There's some real people there. And I feel yeah. like that's, you know, coming, you know, take this with a grain of salt or whatever, grain of sand, whatever the saying is. But I feel like your show, that's your, the combination of your topics with your ability as a performer, I think that's going to be gold. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think- thanks, man. I, I hope it is because it, it does. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of drama and emotion in it, um, obviously. But it's just, it's always interesting to see what comics think about. And I like Chappelle's like the king of king, right? Yeah, like he's the, he's the best comedian in the world, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't, I, I agree with you that YouTube stand-up that he did was fascinating but it wasn't that funny whereas when he can come out in this day and age and do some jokes about michael jackson's victims yeah and how they shouldn't complain because they got touched by the king of pop and somehow still make that funny and not get cancelled shows a fucking amazing comic that's it i feel like he's the kind of uh like he has that mentality like even going back to when he just walked away from Chappelle show like yeah walked away from season three of Chappelle show and was like don't need it like you know yeah so he's got that power 
um, you know, walk away from Chappelle show, even if he does material, like I know a few people that weren't too happy with some of the material in the special before the George Floyd one. Um, yeah. But it was still like, they don't give a fuck if, like he doesn't give a fuck if he's getting, you know, hate or can't, attempted canceled. No, it's, it's, you know, it's not going to stick uh, to someone like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, it just it just dropped out a little bit there. Did you notice did. that? No, I saw. I yeah. saw you come back. You kind of you kind of looked a bit like Wakeen in Phoenix, the Joker, as you came back there. It's it strangely, but um, oh, I've lost. Have I lost you again? Have I got you? No, no, I'm back. I'm back. Sick, sick. Oh man, how good Zoom. I love Zoom. Um, yeah. But yeah, man. So actually, I just noticed we have been talking for quite some time. Uh, <laughs> Too long, too long. We should not at all, up. not at all. But uh, man, I could I could talk to you. I could talk to you all day. Like uh, you know, you're super fucking interesting, man. And I wish I could come along to that show. Maybe I'll have to zoom in. And uh, thanks, and man. Catch up. I'll hook you up with some codes because uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll love to see what you think of it. So um, yeah, thanks for having me on your uh, podcast. And, no worries, um, man. All, all, all the best with it. Thank you very much, man. Twenty fifth, twenty sixth. September. Absolutely not. 24th. 24th don't, say, don't say 25th. 20, <laughs> 24th and the 26th. It's I, I like I know comics say like it's sold out to sell more tickets, but I'm pretty sure it's sold out. There's like one sold or two out. left. It's COVID sold out, as we said. But the 26th Little asterisks. is um yeah, Little COVID asterisks sold there. out, 45 seats. But the uh 26 you can zoom into. Amazing. Andy Ryan, hopefully we get to chat again, man. Please send me some codes. I love to watch the show. I want to hear more stories. Thanks for sharing the uh, the firing on the Tomorrow When the War Began story. That was No worries. Brilliant. I've never and, shared that uh, publicly. So there you go. <laughs> oh, exclusive. DDS exclusive. Yeah. How good's that? I look forward to the call from the agent tomorrow abusing the shit out of me. <laughs> so that'll be good. Oh, no. Andy Ryan, thank you so much, man. Have a, Thanks, have a lovely, mate. Uh, have a great time at the show, dude. Lots of love. Cheers, man.